Welcome you all to the Messy Roots Podcast. As you know, my name is Marge Vaughn, and I serve as a mindfulness leadership coach, as well as the founder of Messy Roots. And I have my good friend and coach, Peter, who is also in mindfulness leadership coaching. He's going to have an opportunity to introduce himself. And what's cool about this is that we're doing a series, you all. So part one is on his podcast, and he'll share even more information about that. Um, and so go head on over to that and it'll be in the show notes too, um, so that you'll be able to see part one. Um, and then part two is here and we're going to continue with our conversation. It's just been super, super awesome and amazing. So welcome, Peter, to Messy Roots. Thanks so much, Mario. Honor to be with you. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I've been listening to a lot of episodes, so grateful to get to have part two here together. Yes, it's been really great. And I've been taking so much in from our conversation um, on and off the podcast. <laughs> and so I'm excited for um, the Messy Roots family to be introduced um, to you. So go ahead and introduce yourself, just like a quick introduction. And then if you want to hear the fullness of it all, definitely check like part one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sure. So Peter Callahan, uh, like you said, I'm a mindfulness leadership life coach i don't find the words in front of coach know, that important right? but i'm whoever you need me to be more importantly probably i'm you know a partner a dad um mm. i live in connecticut on the east coast and actually just got done flying a little airplane this morning that's, that's what i like to spend my time doing getting up in the air and spend wow. a lot of time hiking in the woods too so yeah just doing uh doing as much as i can to live a full life Oh, wow. And then what's the name of your podcast? Oh, yeah. The Fresh Perspectives Podcast. Such a good name. I remember when you were just talking about the podcast as well. And it was like, oh, man, we got to. I was like, yes, this is going to be good. Um, so wait, let's let's just really quickly, um, really quickly talk about hobbies, though, because I love hobbies and I think it's important as coaches and, and a, a part of this, like, series that me and Peter is doing is really focus a lot on the diversity of, of coaching um, and just leadership. Um, but hobbies really help a lot of people who maybe come from different backgrounds really um, find that intersection. And so talk about these planes. So you're flying like like the the model planes or the <laughs> little plane like like those little like what are you like what are you talking about? Because <laughs> I want to know. And yeah, I am uh, uh, your safety really quick. <laughs> <laughs> I I really appreciate it. And it, like on this theme of hobbies, I couldn't agree with you more. I actually I noticed with a lot of the clients that I work with, especially you know around our age, young to middle age professionals, mm -hmm. it's amazing whether we're parents or not. You know, it's it's obviously even more challenging in some ways as a parent. But how many people are not? easily finding ways i feel like our culture or society in some ways makes it tougher now hearing your dad talk about all the things that he was doing growing up um mm -hmm. so much harder to find sometimes it takes a lot of energy and effort i think to go and seek out a club or just especially those first steps or having that courage to to just send an email I'm like oh i want to go check out this you know bike shop i'm curious about that and actually for me yeah. I was riding motorcycles for 10 years. Wow. Then we had our first daughter three years ago. And, <laughs> you know, I thought I'd keep riding. I got the bike tuned up and it just didn't feel right. Like it just didn't. I try and ride safely, but you're not in control out on the roads with other drivers. Right. And so oh, wow. looking things up, I've always wanted to fly. My wife was really supportive of it. And it's actually 3,000 times safer 
to get in an, in a small airplane than it is to ride a motorcycle really? on the street. Not even close. Not even close. So that data didn't make it doesn't make sense. But yeah. part of it is because they've made it so safe. There's so much you have to do for safety. Whereas like a car or motorcycle, you just get in and drive. You don't have to right. go check it and go through all this process. So. Yeah, man, I've always wanted to do it. And so I'm just about to get my pilot's license in the next month or so. Hopefully. Oh, my God. Congratulations. I know one other person, and it's really interesting. He's a black male who you would never expect that to be uh, trying to go for his pilot license. He's a therapist. Um, and again, that's that the hobbies really do bring that intersection. Right. Um, and I, I, I don't know if it's if it's a one propeller, if it's a one person playing i'm not getting it but like hey, i understand i get it but i heard it's definitely it, it is safe and i think that that's the cool part about it um and people have to find their hobbies um but that that definitely brings us to our conversation today which is about again diversity and why it's so important for us as coaches literally to be able to have conversation um with each other when there is a different background like when we have this different background so me and peter what i love yes. about this is him and i have met maybe what three four months ago probably even longer than that now right like yeah um, whenever our first relavution coaches gathering was yes. though, i'm not sure six months or something maybe yeah and we was like you know what like we never both of us said we were mindfulness leadership coaches it is sometimes difficult to put whatever in front of coach um and we were like you know this is really great uh let's connect right and i learned so much from him and vice versa um and so this is basically like a conversation that we would be, we would have you know if it wasn't on, you know recorded or on a podcast you know um but i think what's great for us is to talk about the importance of really you know having conversation and get, getting to know a coach um, who shares a different background in you and the importance of it. So I would love for you to share what is the what is the importance of that? Like, why is it so important for us to actually kind of have conversations with folks um, who specifically as coaches who uh, may be different from us? Yeah, thank you. I'm really curious to hear your answer to the same mm -hmm. question too. So I'm happy to start, but let's uh, let's go back and forth a little bit because we're yes. each going to have different perspectives on it, right? That's why I call mine yeah. fresh perspectives because and maybe that's one of the themes is we can't see the world from every single angle, right? Mm -hmm. I like to think of it as there are mm -hmm. 8 billion perspectives on any number of topics. So there's so many ways that we each experience things and one of the, I talk about paradoxes a lot, right? I love this mm -hmm. idea that the only way to know if something is true is if it can be described by paradox and mm. is where and is so powerful. So it's like, mm. we're totally different and we have very different identities and we grew up really differently. And so much of what we share with each other, we can relate to. Mm -hmm. I find that relatability fascinating. And I think, I think we talked about on our, mm -hmm. on part one, this idea that someone is actually much more able to help us learn and grow and understand new things when there is a relatability to it. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe that doesn't necessarily apply as much to you and I, but it's like we have enough shared pieces that we can then hopefully be more open to. I think part of this is just feeling seen and understood, right? Yeah. So those of us who have made our way to this profession of coaching, which is still in some ways the wild west and it's not recognized by insurance companies and you know, you and I so still true. 
be challenged talking to leaders and trying to we I feel like we still really have to communicate the value the ROI the return on investment really clearly to others yeah. but for each other we already trust that holding the space that asking the more brave or powerful if you want to use that word right open-ended questions to really help us reflect and check in while there's still some of this psychological safety is one of the terms right mm. trust oh i trust you're asking me this because you have my back and you care about me not because you're judging me because i don't know what it's like to be a black man in america mm. i'm doing everything that i can to educate myself and to mm. minimize the harm that i'm doing in the world it's going to be a lot easier for you to help hold up the mirror for me if you're willing to not that that's anyone's role that they have to i think is an essential point but mm -hmm. to be able to just reflect back and let me know like well hey here's how i see this and here's how that can land and mm -hmm. i just think is is so valuable because i have a lot of people of color as clients mm -hmm. most probably mostly because there aren't yet enough coaches <laughs> yeah. or people of color to come you know to mm -hmm. be that more relatable person so i'm always doing my best to open my mind and expand to all the different you know mm -hmm. identities that we can each have so good oh my god that's so good one talking about like the need to have more uh coaches of color right um which is like super important we talked about that i talk about that a lot um and the second one is just like again your title of the podcast that fresh perspective the paradox i really like that paradox um um response that you share like it's that end part and it is it's i think it's it more so focus a lot more on i think what i what i'm understanding is that it's about just because i'm a black male and maybe i talk to another black male there is an opportunity for us to have more similarities right but at the same time um the stories may be different and i think to me recognizing the whole person is so important right and so i think that's how i'm approaching life a little bit more i was listening i don't even know if it was listening or reading i can't remember but they were talking about um compassion versus empathy versus um sympathy right and so like yes. it's like we don't want like sympathy at all right and empathy is great but also empathy and compassion is even better like empathy by itself is is, is cool and compassion by itself is cool but putting them both together really does make a big difference and i thought that that was a a, a great way to think about how we can focus on race and culture um even gender is that i could empathize but i'm also going to be compassionate about the fact that i will never know what it's like to be x right and then but but recognizing and bringing that to the to the um what's the name of it to the uh uh um polling booth or also bringing that to storytelling i think one of the things i've been really excited about as a coach um is i though i love reading you know, the leadership books, I am really enjoying biographies, autobiographies, and just novels and storytelling lately. That has helped to open up and provide me much more development than a how-to kind of like book. And I think that that's the part that has really made me feel grateful in my experience um, as a coach is listening to more stories. I think that's the part for me that I could continue to lean on even more, 
you know, as a coach and, and what that looks like. So I don't know. What are your thoughts around that? Yes, Mario. Thank you. Thank you. Storytelling. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. such a fundamental human capacity and like form of educating, learning, or it's not just entertainment storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree. I've, I've really transitioned throughout my twenties. I was just just crushing uh, mostly audiobooks, but nonfiction. Just so, you know, I started with the seven habits of highly effective people and just made mm-hmm. plowed through all these and, you know, eventually got to some Eber Max Kendi and Resma mm-hmm. Menicum, my grandmother's hands. I won't keep recommending that to you. I know you're going to read it. But so many. I got to read that one. <laughs> and there's so many more, right? All the Brene Brown books, like there's, there's so much good yeah. stuff. And yet I totally agree through the storytelling. And just to speak to you, you mentioned listening and I've, Really, I started reading after college because I went to the library. This is before all the apps and found audio CDs. And I literally would just take out CDs and throw them in the car. And I got so much out of that. And there was, especially at that time, 15 years or so ago, people were really still kind of hating on audiobooks. Like, that's not real reading. That doesn't count. Like, do you know when we invented writing? Humans have been around for maybe a couple hundred thousand years. Writing's a couple thousand years old. Like, we are fresh to write. And even then, most people couldn't write until the last, write or read until the last few years. So this is how we've exchanged information for so long. And I love Mm. Buddhism, partially because it was an oral tradition for so long. And so much of Buddhism is broken down into lists to help Mm. us remember things. And now, you know, BuzzFeed has caught on a similar idea, right? What are the five best or the 10 weirdest, whatever, you know, so that Mm. those lists can really help us ingrain into our minds. And, you know, one other point I just wanted to make about coaching too in this part of what we're talking about is curiosity Mm -hmm. and i'm fascinated i don't want to just put this on a generation but i find a lot of boomers Mm -hmm. are not as connected to their curiosity and a lot of leaders as well feel like they're supposed to have all the answers and it's an act of vulnerability to ask especially an open-ended question because what you're the subtext is i don't know I'm yeah. not sure what the answer is. Martin, how are you doing today? Really? How are you doing? As opposed to how are you doing? Good. Okay, great. Like, you don't. Mm-hmm. that's not an exchange. We're not actually opening and holding space to, to learn and understand and to maybe get an answer that's more emotional or uncomfortable that we then, you know, have to respond to in one way or another skillfully or unskillfully. So I think it's so essential to work with our discomfort and be mm-hmm. open to really listening and even reflecting back. I love this term instead of active listening, reflective listening. Let me reflect okay. back what I'm hearing so that you can then confirm or clarify if I'm missing yeah. part of that. And that creates so much more connection so that we can okay. feel seen and heard. I don't want to go down on that too, but I'll no, I love you. that. That is so good. I, I, I think that that is a great thing to think about um, as folks are I think that's why diversity is like super important um, as it relates to like coaches getting to know one another and just people in general, being able to to know each other. Um, I'm curious, I'm curious, <laughs> just like you said, curiosity. And um, what steps uh, did you take to become curious though? So if somebody's like, you know what? Like I am a boomer, right? I have some folks that are boomers that listen to this podcast. Um, and so I think it might be a great 
opportunity for us to provide that. And often as coaches, we ask so many questions instead of like, these are the steps that I would take. So what I love about the podcast is that it, it kind of like breaks that wall of us. We're able to actually offer like our, this is what I did, you know what I mean? <laughs> to, to, to become more curious. So I think that that would be a great thing for listeners to hear is what, what did you do? Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Mario. No you know, my, my first recollection is I, and I think this is true for all of us, but I was a pretty curious kid. And, you know, specifically, mm-hmm. I wanted to understand how things worked and why they did. Like I'd be at a roller coaster and I'm like staring at the tracks and trying to figure out well, I still, by the way, have no idea how a roller coaster worked, but I, <laughs> but I just want, I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's real. You know, and so I, I've, I've definitely had that curiosity. My sense is that there's all kinds of cultural messaging and like understandable insecurities that get formed. Mm. So we put on these suits of armor, as Brené Brown might call it or whatever, you know, we protect ourselves by, you know, by not asking these questions. So mm. I, you know, I think I put, I probably did put on more of that armor. And then I, I actually think it was reading that I referenced earlier and starting to listen mm. to books, you know, whether it's podcast or book, but like trying to, like begin to open myself up and you know, I don't, I don't have a moment necessarily that came to, but mm. you know, the way I found out that I really wanted to be a coach was I had actually hired a coach. Like people had recommended, I'd heard about coaching through some of the books that I read and mm. people had recommended one. Actually my mom, like my mom found me like my first job out of college. Like I don't think of myself as like a mama's boy, but I'm starting pretty you know, independent, but yeah. she definitely found me my first job and then hooked me up with a friend of hers who was a coach. And I was like, Oh, I have heard about this weird wow. coaching profession. Let me see what she, and she was just listening, like deeply listening to me. She's like, kind of sounds wow. like you like to teach. I was like, ah, I don't like kids. I don't want to teach. I was like 23 or 24. Or something. Yeah. And, but she was like, well, what about like training and development? Where I was like, oh yeah, grownups I could do and that. So I kind of started down this training and development mm. along with coaching path. Um, so it was someone else's curiosity that helped and, and a coach specifically that I feel like helped draw out of me even more. Like, oh yeah, I really do love getting to know people on a deeper level. I actually don't love surface level mm. conversation. You know, a lot of people say, I don't like small talk. I almost refuse small talk. Like I'll do it for 10 seconds and then you're going to get like a weird question yeah. from me. I'm better now than I was when I first started coaching. I would just like, what's the most impactful moment of your entire life? Be like, dude, I got to I'm not talking to you anymore. So yeah. I can more skillfully yeah. ease into that. But I really just find yeah. myself. like I really want to understand. And wow. so looping back to what I wanted to say earlier too, I love this idea of underlying needs. So when we were talking about we each have different experiences and on many levels, like you said, we cannot understand, you know, I cannot mm-hmm. understand what it was like to be you growing up, mm-hmm. just like you can't fully understand for me. And yet we all share and this concept kind of comes from nonviolent communication is where I know it from mm-hmm. but lots of other realms as well as we all share underlying fundamental needs. Yeah. We all have the same needs. I have this big list right on the wall up in front of me. But starting with, you know, you think of Maslow's hierarchy is a outdated version of this. But, you know, that's that safety at the bottom and self-actualization maybe at the top. But I love coming back to like we all need to feel safe, to feel seen, to feel supported. Right? Yeah. Those are all needs we have. And when we ask questions and, and just shut our mouths and truly listen, that helps other people feel seen and hopefully understood. And that compassion you talked about means we maybe take action to help them feel supported, whether that's saying something or doing something. 
So I just, I find it so valuable to be able to hold this space and to help meet some of these needs. There's a thousand other needs that I haven't talked about, but just to try and uncover those and recognize we all share them and we're all doing our best to get our needs met. All human behavior exists to meet underlying needs. It's just, we're not usually conscious of it and we're not helping each other understand like, well, here's what I need. Here's what I don't need. That's where boundaries come in. So anyway, I just love that needs Mm. concept. I think what I just got out of this conversation, seriously, and I hope that other people um, perhaps pick this up is that um, compassion and curiosity is what we build um, as we interact with people who have backgrounds that are different than our own. And that compassion and curiosity is not where we stay, but it influences us to be able to connect with even more people and go deeper into those stories. I think that right there is what makes uh, a beautiful community. And I think like that right there is how we need to be leaving, leaving, living, not leaving, living, uh, moving forward. I think that's, that's the answer right there. That, that compassion and curiosity versus um, a lot of people, they get scared. And so then they close it down and then they just don't want to get involved with it. Um, right. I love that. I think that's right. going to be the most beautiful thing that people could take away with this for sure. Thanks, Maria. Yeah, it's this idea, like, we get to know each other, and it's hard to hate up close. Yeah. The deeper we understand, the more compassion and hopefully curiosity will arise. It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. now I see you. I I understand. You're just a fellow human. You know, I've heard of, I forget the guy's name right now, but he was going around to KKK groups, like, Mm -hmm. literally converting people. He'd put on the hood or whatever. He He was a black man. He'd, like, go into these groups. Oh, my God. And start to have conversations, and then eventually show them like actually this is who i am and and he had one what are they called like a grand dragon or oh i don't know dude, my my whole system just like crunches up when i even think yeah, about yeah, yeah. these groups right but yeah. but he was getting people to quit and leave because they mm. he, they had enough conversation like oh i understand you now i see where it comes from you are just a fellow human being mm-hmm. like this is not like this is my own insecurity that's leading me to this hatred it's not actual mm. hatred oh, for some man. reason oh good oh my god so y'all, this is why I invited uh, Peter <laughs> as well as why we're doing like this series because it just helps you all. It just helps to hear um, us us chat about it. So if people could leave just like with those story t- the storytelling, the compassion, the curiosity, the ability for us to get to to know one another. I think that's what helps us to um, make this world a better place, which is mainly why many of us coach so um as we close like peter is there anything that you would love to just like share with the best series audience or any last minute thoughts or questions what are you thinking (laughs) no i really appreciate you holding the space marion for everything you're putting out into the world and yeah just such a raving fan of yours and messy roots and yeah really just encourage anyone who's been thinking about reaching out to mario to to do some coaching like you <laughs> know hopefully you. hopefully this can push you to to take that <laughs> next step because it's the the return on investment the roi of just having someone sit down and hold this space like i could mm. not believe in more and you know i know we had talked about potentially talking about are coaches right and so i'm working with a coach every other week and yeah just just going deeper so that i can not only feel better in myself hopefully right and heal some of my pain but also create even more capacity 
to support others. And I know you're doing that work too. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I I will honestly say I have learned so much from you as a coach and as a leader um, so far, and I'm just actually excited to continue to uh, go along with this, um, you know, and, and even off the podcast, having even more conversations. So we definitely have to do this again. I'm pretty sure people will ask us to um, with our series um, to help people think about like that intersectionality as it relates to coaching, right? Um, but it's kind of like that part two is about like compassion and curiosity uh, to build the coach and, and as well as leader. So, um, but thank y'all for listening uh, to the Messy Roots podcast. And thank you, Fresh Perspective listeners uh, for joining us as well. I'm pretty sure Messy Roots folks are over there listening to part one. Remember, you can listen to part one um, on the Fresh Perspective podcast and the link will be in the show notes. Um, but this has been such an awesome experience and I truly, truly appreciate the conversations that we've been having. Me too. Appreciate you, Mario. Take care. Thank you. You too.